Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. It's great to have you here once again with us. I want to take the time today to try to give some practical help, some suggestions from the Bible of of how we can, as Christians, deal with this nonsense that's going on in our world today. This race war that has erupted once again is creating more and more havoc. You know, isn't it interesting that when we when we see these things happen, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's growing to other communities. And it's not even, you know, just here in the United States now. I mean, it has spread. I mean, yesterday I was listening that this has gone as far as New Zealand. And <laughs> how do we deal with this? And I want to give you some instruction. The Bible tells us that we are to be peace makers. And I want to help you with some practical advice on that. But before we get into that, let's make something clear here. We are not really dealing with a race problem here in the United States. We're not. Now, I know that's what they think the problem is. But the problem is something deeper. And it's resulted in division amongst race. And we're thinking that if we can uh, put a Band-Aid on this, then we'll fix it. Folks, if a person's got cancer, you don't just stick a Band-Aid on the sore. No, you got to get to the root of the problem if you're really going to have a remedy and you're going to have health again. And it'd be foolish for us to try to fix the symptoms of a problem and not really get to the true root of the issue. And so what is it? What is our problem? Well, what we've got here is a spiritual problem. We've removed God from our affairs of our life. And these are some of the results that we're having as a result of it there. John Adams said it so well. He said that our Constitution was given for a religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the governing of any other kind. Our founders knew that we cannot make laws to make man behave. Laws just can't do it. All we can do is punish those, and maybe through the fear of the punishment that would prevent them from doing the crime. Well, we've now made, uh, if you're a lawbreaker, you know, we give you a cushy place in jail and education and and all these other different things and so it's not really a bad rap for them and so they knew that if we're going to have a government of the people by the people then there must be internal guards and that can only come from god that can only come from god's word that's why john adams said our our constitution was made for a moral people religious people and it's wholly inadequate for the governing of any other kind. And when you remove God and the commandments and the fear of God and all that stuff from people's lives in our country, then you're going to have some terrible, terrible results. And now we weren't perfect from the beginning. I'll, I admit there because we still had faulty ideas of, of what God's instructions were. And uh, when we abandon it completely like what we 
pretty much done in our schools. God's kicked out. You know, you can't uh, look to God's word and God's commandments for our children, teach them those uh, righteous ways. Uh, Heaven forbid if they'd ever pray and read God's word. And so God has been booted out of all these things, and we're, you know, having to react to some of these problems. And it's going to get worse and worse and wax worse and worse, as the Bible says until we return back to God's ways. And so we as Christians, if there's ever time that we need to be salt and light, it is now. And one of the things that God has called us to be is peacemakers. In the book of Matthew chapter 5, we have what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And in the beginning, he started with what we call the Beatitudes, blessed are they. And there the are eight of them. And the seventh of them is blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. And so I want to give you today and tomorrow some commandments or some tips. You know, we could call these the Ten Commandments for the life of the peacemaker, okay? And so I want to share them with you. And in doing so, it will give you some practical help on how to deal with the terrible ruckus that's going on out there. How we're to respond to that and how God will get glory in that, okay? Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 37 gives us some great instruction. I remember growing up, it was frustrating hearing preachers and hearing it taught, do this, do that, be this, be that. And, and I was in agreement. I wasn't in rebellion. I was like, great, okay, um, I'll, I'll do it. But won't someone just tell me how? <laughs> how do I do that? How, do I, uh, how am I to be a peacemaker? Okay, so... Here's some practical things on the how to do these things. And there, there are things that you and I, God wants us to do. And if we do these things, we'll be a peacemaker. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 27, he begins with this. And this is the first commandment. Thou shalt love your enemies. If you're going to be a peacemaker, here's what you need to do. The Ten Commandments for the life of a peacemaker. Love your enemies. Verse 27 says, But I say unto you, which here, love your enemies. And do good to them which hate you. Don't return evil for evil. Don't give back what you got. No, love them and do good to them. We need to realize there's always going to be people out there that's going to have disagreements. And sometimes we get very, very passionate about them. And if you live in a community that you're finding there's all these fights going on or you got family that, you know, there's fights going on and there's some temper there and there's some passion in these arguments. Sometimes you get nose to nose and, you know, and, and, and we need to realize that we're now living in a country. America's become a country that's at enmity with God. God is their enemy. They don't want God's word. God, they're in enmity with God's word. They're at enmity with God's views on on marriage, on gender, on babies being aborted, uh, and and race, and and the haves and the have-nots, and all this kind. You know, there's a lot of pe- a lot of passion out there, and if you're in those situations there, and people are you know now squaring off against you, and and I've been in those situations. I've been out there. On the streets and some of these things, uh, I'll talk about one of it here in a minute. But when they're out there and and stuff, there's things that how you can 
show God's way and not the flesh. Now, here, I'm going to, let's be honest. When God says, love your enemy and do good to them which hate you, that's not what our flesh wants to do. That's not what our intuition wants to do. <laughs> what we want to do is punch him in the nose, right? <laughs> you know, we want to, oh, yeah, right. Okay, well, let's have it. Let's, 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 let's do the tango right here. But God says, no, don't do that. Don't return evil for evil. Love your enemies and do good to them which hate you. The second thing in verse number 38, the second commandment is bless them that curse you. Them that curse you and say, go to hell, go to, uh, they want you to die. They want you to spend all eternity in hell. They hate you so much they, that they curse you. And what does God want me and you and I to do if we're going to be a peacemaker? He says, bless them, bless them. <laughs> now you might say in the flesh, well, I'll bless them. I'll pop them in the nose, you know, and then they'll say, bless you. <laughs> no. Be, be kind, do, do a goodness to them. Now, I shared with you yesterday a great verse that will help in this area. Psalms, uh, sorry, Proverbs 15, verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath. I used to be in Dearborn, Michigan a fair bit. And back in the early days, oh, back we're talking 2008 now, 2009, Nabil Qureshi and David Wood, uh, friends of mine, got uh, arrested for sharing the gospel on American streets. And when the news got out about that there, boy, Christians and patriots there made sure they came back the next year. And they were going to let the Muslims know at that festival there that that kind of activity was not going to be tolerated in America. And they came with their banners, and they came with their um, intent to pick a fight. That's what they came for. And it got kind of crazy out there on a few occasions. But what was interesting, we had this group of ladies... And they were wearing these little tabards, and uh, on the front and the back they said, uh, I don't know if you call it a tabard over here, but it's what we call it in England. And, um, and, it, and, and on the front and back it said, Peacemaker. And if they'd see an area where, you know, some arguments were building and growing and a crowd was assembling, these little ladies would just kind of run there right in between them and stand right between the two parties there. And um, either sing songs or do something, say scripture or whatever. And, uh, and what, what they were doing is they were giving a soft answer. And it was amazing to watch the, the, it, it would kind of extinguish the, uh, the situation there. And, um, and so, uh, folks, uh, God's word does work if you practice it. Uh, Will Rogers uh, you know who he, who he was, you know, the cowboy, the movie star. He said this, people who fly into a rage always make a bad landing. Isn't that true? People who fly into a rage always make a bad landing. And sometimes what we want to do, we want to kind of just rip, you know, and get mad and we fly into a rage. That's our flesh. God says, don't do that. If you're going to be a peacemaker, bless them that curse you. He also said, uh, in that same verse, verse 28, and pray for them which despitefully use you. So the third commandment here, uh, the first is love your enemy and do good to them. Bless them that curse you. And third, pray for them that mistreat you. I mean, you know, they did you dirty. They did you wrong. But don't return evil for evil. Pray for them. Pray. Pray that God would open their hearts, tender their heart, and bring them. And also pray for yourself, that God would help you with your temper, 
in your anger. Um, remember Daniel in the lion's den? I mean, man, they, they did him dirty, didn't they? They plotted against him. They knew he wasn't going to turn away from his God, and they used his faith to trip him up. And they knew he was going to pray. And they, they, they plotted for him. And they wanted him just destroyed. They wanted his life taken away. They wanted everything he had to be taken away from him. They wanted his job. They, wanted, uh, they, they, they mistreated him. And, and, and God blessed him. Threw him into the lion's den there. Darius was wringing his hands. Oh, what's going to happen to my friend Daniel? And uh, didn't really mean for this to happen. And goes out the next morning. And guess what? Daniel's just had the best night of his life. There, sleeping with those cats. Uh, man, that would have been great, wouldn't it? But Daniel didn't, you know, try to, you know, get back at these guys. No. Uh, uh, pray for them, which despitefully tried to mistreat you and use you. And I don't know. Do we have time for the fourth? No, we don't. But um, there's more commandments, and I'm going to have them Tomorrow we'll get into them. But folks, if you follow these things, we're going to get into a part, and I'll just give you a heads up. It messes with their head. <laughs> the Bible tells us that. It heaps coals on their head when you do good to them that hate you. And you love your enemy, and you feed them, and you water them, and you help them in their time of need. It messes with their head. But not so that we get to just make, the, make them feel guilty. God has a plan for that, and God can use it, and I'll talk about that tomorrow. So join us then at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.